It's time to experience the Synergy Connection Show with your host, Lucy Forsting. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Synergy Connection Show, where we do our best to connect the dots between our multiple facets. So we are intellectual, we are physical, we're spiritual, and we're emotional. And it's important to recognize that it's, uh, in my mind at least, it's very paramount that we try to keep those four areas in balance. Sometimes we can be too intellectual and ignoring the rest of it. Sometimes we're much into the physical um, and we're ignoring that part um, so it doesn't stay in balance. And then the emotional and the spiritual quite often are overlooked altogether. And so we want to stay in balance. We want to make sure that we have everything in alignment along those lines. Um, I would encourage you to go to my website, which is www.synergyconnectionradio.com. And um, there are four years now of shows there. So I have about 20 or 21 pages of shows that you can scroll through and find different guests that uh, you can learn from. And I feel very blessed that I have such um, a wonderful group of people that I can record with. Uh, If you're on that website, you'll notice uh, there's a link to Boomers Forever Young. And it is a, in my estimation, it's a world-class nutritional company. I have used their products for the last five years. And I do believe it has kept me very, very healthy as a result. And there are two tests that I always talk about. And with this new Omicron uh, variant of the COVID SARS virus, uh, it's important to know these numbers. One of them is your D as in dog three, that is your immune system. And uh, it's a simple blood test. The other one is a C-reactive protein test. And that is the level of inflammation in your body. And that's also a very simple blood test. The problem is, is that if you don't ask for them, they don't give them. And they're almost always 100% covered by insurance. I'm not sure why they stopped doing those tests about 10 years ago, but I have a feeling that it was one way the insurance companies, you know, could save a little money by not having those two tests done. However, they are critical because every disease comes from inflammation. So you need to know what that level is and you want it below one. I'm very lucky. Mine is a 0.3. And the other thing that you need to know is that D3 You want that really above 70, and it's a very, very broad range. So when you're getting vaccines, um, especially like the COVID vaccines, that lowers your immune system initially, and it takes a while to build it back up because your body thinks it's fighting a virus, and so it actually uh, lowers that immunity. So if you've had two vaccines and a booster, then your immune system has dropped significantly, which is why I think we're getting a lot of breakthrough cases uh, with people who you know, are thinking that they're perfectly fine and they can be out and about. And all of a sudden, somebody who has COVID may be a mild form and they don't realize it, they're giving it to somebody who was vaccinated, maybe all the way, and they're still coming down. And I have a number of clients I'm working with that have that issue. So those are the two key things that you want to know. Your D3 below, or excuse me, above 70, um, mine is an 82. And you want your inflammation level, the C-reactive protein below one. And like I said, mine is a 0.3. 
So I'm feeling pretty good when I'm out there doing what I need to do. And I would hope that all of you are going to be doing the same. Now, I have as a returning guest, um, Dr. K, as he prefers to be called. He can tell you his actual name, but I would murder it if I tried to say it. So I'm glad he lets me call him Dr. K. And um, he um, is going to be talking today about Omnicrom. He's also going to talk with us about improving immunity naturally. And he's board certified in sleep medicine. Um, he does internal medicine, geriatrics, and functional medicine. And he's also a certified energy mastery practitioner, which I think is pretty fascinating because I do use energy to heal as well. And uh, I don't think I'm in that same category by any stretch. I just have this unique ability. And so I treat it as such. It's, it's a very special gift that I feel I've been given. So welcome back, Dr. K. Thank you for this opportunity, Lucy. Um, um, I'm really happy to share some new information. I think it has been a while since we talked about COVID. So yeah. uh, we have a new perspective. Obviously, things change. The truth itself changes with time based on the information that we have. So I'm really excited about sharing these things with your audience. So <clears throat> you, one of the things you just said, which is so true, is we thought we understood the virus. And so all of these uh, pharmaceutical companies jump in and, you know, they've got the latest, the greatest, the best cure. And we've seen that we really don't understand it very well at all. So what, what insight can you give us? <laughs> yeah, I agree. The, the biggest issue that I've seen is, you know, when, they, when, the, when the first uh, case of COVID came in March of last year, they initially told CDC and, uh, and, the, and the higher beings, they actually said, you know, once we have the vaccine, you know, once everybody's vaccinated, every, everything will be cured and, and we will not have COVID anymore. We can go back to regular life. Right. That hasn't, that hasn't manifested, you know, now we have the boosters and everything, but, you know, if you compare year to year compared to 2020, we have more number of cases, we have more number of deaths. So in my mind, it's only getting worse. You know, if you look at the numbers. So, uh, so a lot of people uh, on the medical side, like my doctor friends and so forth, they believe it's because of the people who are not vaccinated that are all the deaths and all the cases are coming. But, uh, you know, we, we noticed in uh, countries uh, like Israel and others where, you know, almost all the population is vaccinated, they're still having a lot of cases and deaths. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I agree with you, you know, we still don't understand a lot of things that are happening. And, uh, you know, we just need more research, like more independent research, not just uh, pharmaceutical driven research. You know, I guess one of the observations, at least that I've made, is we haven't had anything like this pandemic, pandemic for years and years and years and years. I mean, we've had flus, but we've had nothing quite like this. And in that period of time, we have gone from being a fairly active population over the last 75, maybe 100 years ago, um, we were very physical with our jobs. Um, so we had a lot more exercise. I think we slept better. We had maybe less stress than the kind of stress we have today. Uh, our nutrition was infinitely better than what it is today. Um, people, even if you're buying all organic, they still don't have the right ratios of you know, foods in terms of uh, what's healthy. And as a result, we have our population, as you all well know, 
cardiovascular disease is still way up there. We have so many people that are diabetic and the diabetic conditions are almost always a result. It can be familial, certainly, but a lot of it is brought on by obesity. And so we have a population that is way overweight. And if, you know, I had uh, some surgery actually that was done back in June, but I was noticing, I, I literally was out of the hospital instead of uh, seven days, I was out in three and a half. Um, and within three weeks, I was hiking, you know, four miles on an island. And so, it, you know, it was a rather serious, you know, major surgery that I had. And the nurse that came out the first day that I was home, she was like, you're already back in the normal range. You know, how can that be? And I'm like, because I know how to stay healthy. And I think most people don't. This isn't something that we're taught. Um, and if you came out of a family where you were eating a lot of carbs and you were eating, you know, sugar and uh, people were drinking a lot of, uh, you know, Coca-Colas or root beers or seven ups that has sugar in them, you know, they didn't learn what it was to even try to be healthy. So how do you go about educating your, you know, like your patients that come in and say, Hey doc, I don't want to keep taking drugs. I want to learn how to manage my health. How do you begin to help them do that? Yeah, for almost all of my clients or patients, you know, I personally recommend taking vitamin C, taking mm -hmm. vitamin D uh, with K2, taking um, zinc, you know, almost all of them, you know, they get the recommendation. And I recommend uh, taking uh, some form of probiotic, whether through natural food, like fermented foods, or taking a pill. Uh, probiotic helps with digestion. It improves the uh, overall diversity of the bacteria in the body. You know, we're we're more bacteria than more human. People don't yes, understand we are. that. You know, we're we're actually a host for the bacteria. So, uh, and uh, you know, we get antibiotics on a regular basis, whether through tooth infections or some medical procedure or some cold um, or some bronchitis. People get antibiotics, and each time they get antibiotics, you know, the antibiotic wipes out a lot of uh, friendly bacteria. So. So I recommend using probiotics, prebiotics, you know, eating a lot of fiber to feed the bacteria so that they can produce the B vitamin. And, uh, and as you said, you know, exercise and, and being in the sun, you know, a lot of people, even though this is Florida, you know, uh, they don't go out in the sun, they don't go to the beach. They, uh, they mostly stay indoors. Um, part of it is the job, you know, like for right. example, for me, with my job, I have to stay within the campus. I cannot physically leave the campus. So I either in the clinic or the hospital, I have to stay indoors. Um, so sometimes it is challenging, but, you know, but, but the people who work in a regular office, you know, the, most of the office buildings have access to a yard or a walkway by the side. You know, they can walk before or after lunch. There are avenues where they can spend time in the sun, but they don't. Um, and doing strenuous physical activity, you know, strenuous physical activity obviously makes the body much healthier. It improves the vitality, it improves the immunity. So I strongly recommend that, you know, um, and if they're not able to do any of that, at least doing deep breathing, you know, things that will break the adrenal cycle where the adrenal gets some rest. Mm -hmm. So those are my key recommendations on, you know, um, and this was, this was even before COVID, you know. Right. With COVID, this has, this has gotten a lot more spotlight. You know, wellness in general has gotten a bigger spotlight because 
Um, theoretically, there is no treatment for COVID yet. There is no antibiotic that is a fix-all that's going to kill the uh, virus. You don't have that. So, How, what what do you think about using like NAC? Because I I do use it, um, and I know that you know it works quite well with um, building your natural immunity. How do you feel about it? Yeah, NAC is really good. It reduces the inflammation. It uh, scavenges some of the free radicals. Um, you know, your vitality is better. Your enzymes in the body work better. Um, it improves the overall functioning of the nervous system. So there are a lot of benefits with NAC, you know, in addition to the immune system, you know, we're, we're focusing on the COVID. So it mm -hmm. does help the immune system. Mm -hmm. I, I just, you know, I've told a number of people about it because, um, you know, again, you know, a lot of people are against taking pills. They think that they can eat their way to health. But the reality is we don't have enough nutrition in a lot of our food anymore. Uh, the soils are depleted and you'd have to eat a, you know, a basket full of oranges or grapefruit or, you know, a yeah. lot of grapes or things like that. I mean, you'd end up with obesity as your issue then because you would be out of balance on the proportion. So sometimes we just have to look at nutrition um, as not the total answer, you know, and using some um, nutritionals, I guess, would be the way to say it. So I, you were talking about um, the adrenals, and I know that people that I see quite often are under a tremendous amount of stress. And so the cortisol that their adrenals produce are overproducing, and then you end up with adrenaline um, or adrenal fatigue. And so do you see that with people coming in that are just it's, so stressed out over these last two years? It's, it's very common. Yeah. yeah. Adrenal issues are very common, you know, um, in, in obviously in traditional medicine, they, they look at adrenal crisis where the body is completely depleted. They're nauseated. They're having vomiting, diarrhea. They, they need to be hospitalized. They see that as an adrenal problem. But there's a vast uh, spectrum of problems before you reach there where the adrenals are completely shut down. You know, we have, uh, we have stress that causes, uh, you know, the adrenals to malfunction. Mm -hmm. um, so that is, that is not recognized as a true problem in traditional medicine. You know, it's, uh, there are no tests that are done through the traditional doctors. But a lot of people go through that, you know, just listening to the news. You know, when Omicron first came out, I think it came out during Thanksgiving time, if I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, people freak out, you know, like, uh, and after Omicron, there will be some, some other new variant or mutant that's going to come in and, uh, they're going to freak out about that. Um, I'm not saying that that's bad, but you know, it's, it's another stressful event in their life. Right. Right. I mean, they've got enough stress just normally, mm -hmm. and then you add that to it, uh, you know, with the possibility that they might lose their job. You know, you and I talked a little bit before the show started about how employers, you know, whether it's being mandated by the state that they live in or by the government as a whole. But I mean, they're getting pressured, you know, to get the vaccine. And now once they got the vaccine, they're being pressured to get the booster. And, you know, is that going to be not only that, you know, for the for the uh, for the vast majority of the employees, you know, because I work in healthcare, the vast majority of the employees, even though they are vaccinated, they want them to produce the, the proof like they want them to produce the card and give it to them. So, you know, like who is going to who's going to keep track of where your vaccine card is and how to get it and 
you know like uh it's, it's almost is, like your uh, passport <laughs> yeah everything everything is uh you know everything is becoming super important you know all of this stuff is um it's uh, you know it was not important uh, two years ago now no, now no. now you're you're causing stress for the employees and then you give them a deadline you say you know december 4th you give this or we're going to fire you you know it's uh, it's, it, it's uh, you know you can do it in a loving compassionate way you don't have to do it in a very strict you know um like a fascist way you know i should use that word right right exactly hmm. what are some of the things um i think you know you offer and i don't know whether you're able to offer it right now as far as like yoga or tai chi or some of these programs that are stress reducers <clears throat> teaching meditation, uh, mindfulness, you know, those types. Can you do that yet at your clinic or is that still kind of, you know, off limits because of the COVID situation? Yeah, here in the, here in Tampa, there's, there's no restriction. Um, I haven't offered it yet. You know, it's, it's part of it is because of, uh, because of my schedule. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I plan to start, um, you know, offering like group sessions for meditation, yoga and so forth. Um, and that's, that's going to really help a lot of people, I think. Um, oh, <clears throat> I, I know that it will, you know, because um, I have a, with the families or the individuals that I work with, I have a 21 day uh, video. It's only 14 minutes long on uh, gratitude. And so people can wake up in the morning and listen to it before they get out of bed or they can go to sleep, you know, listening to it before you know, the lights out kind of thing. And it just puts you in a place where it's calm, it's peaceful, instead of maybe going to sleep, thinking of all the things you didn't get done, or all the issues, problems that you have, or in the morning, it's a great way to begin your day. Because again, you're not getting out of bed thinking about all the things you have to do, or all the problems that are lying maybe at your doorstep, you know, waiting for you. And uh, so I have had uh, a lot of luck with people that can just incorporate that 21 days of gratitude video into their life. So I'm sure that if, if you're able to do something that's uh, a class, even if you did it, you know, as a remote, you know, remote um, kind of a situation where they just were able to watch it from their home, it would be incredibly beneficial. That is true. I think I need, I need to work on the remote deal as well, you know working with technology. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. yeah. a lot of people, once they get home, they don't want to, you know, get back in the car and go anyplace or their, yeah. their weekends are so busy. But uh, I, one of my uh, guests, she teaches belly dancing and she actually, when all of this happened, she started doing it, um, you know, as a, a remote uh, training, you know, for people so they could just stay home and do this at home. And it's worked out beautifully for her. That's really cool. I never thought of that. Mm, well, there you go. I've added something to your plate. <laughs> <laughs> so you can thank me later. <laughs> um, you know, there's a lot of research. You know, meditation has been shown to modulate the immune system. It is supposed to reduce. It is It is well known. It's not supposed. It's well known to reduce body inflammation in general. Mm -hmm. uh, research the adrenals, you know, removes the stress cycle. You know, there's, there's just numerous benefits to meditation. I... I personally try to do it every day. Sometimes, you know, I, I miss, um, and, uh, you know, it helps me perform really well. You know, it imp improves my productivity. I, I behave really well. 
So, yeah. Well, I think we come at life when we do something like that um, in a, a peaceful way. You know, we're much calmer. We're not reactionary. And so we're able to kind of think things through before opening our mouth or, or acting on something. And, yeah. uh, you know, it doesn't always work, but it certainly just calms that whole inner being part of us. One of the things that I mention quite often uh, to individuals is we spend 95% of our time intellectualizing from the time we get up until the time we go to sleep. We're only 5% of the time using our intuition. And yet our intuition, we have 40,000 brain cells that are in our heart and our intuition will always guide us correctly if we learn to listen intuitively instead of rationalizing what we should do or who said what or where did you read this or where's the research. Just go to your heart and, and learn to live life from that center instead of from your head. That is true. You know, that's that has been a big... Um what should I say, um, a big revelation over the last two years for a lot of people who are, mm-hmm. who are in the spiritual arena, like, uh, you know, who do the energy stuff, who do meditation, because th- this has become very serious now. Now you have to choose. Uh, you can choose the, you know, if you got the Pfizer vaccine, you can choose the Pfizer booster. Sometimes, you know, you can do mix and match. Sometimes you can do without vaccination. You know, which one to choose? You know, like uh, I can give a medical opinion, but then, what is right for your body is, is right for you. I would not know that. So you had to really tap into your own intuition and you know your religious background and your values, your customs, your culture. And based on that, make a decision. You know, like vaccines are a big decision for a lot of people. And uh, it's not uh, black or white. Sometimes it is gray. I would say that our life in general is probably gray, <laughs> that there aren't very often clear cut choices that this is the right choice. Because like you said, there's so many factors that you have to weigh. And, and that's true even when you're a child and you're trying to make decisions. But it certainly is true when we become adults and have a lot more responsibilities. So we have to think about those things. Um, for somebody who, I mean, we're hearing this more and more and more now with the breakthrough cases. So people have been fully vaccinated. They've even had their booster. And I know of four people right now that I've talked to today that had all of that and they still got COVID. Um, So what do you say to those individuals as far as what else could they be doing to maybe make sure that they stay a little bit healthier? Yeah, that's a good thought, right? So, you know, you you followed all the instructions from the CDC and you got all of your shots, but why are you having the infection? One theory or one thought process is obviously that the vaccine is not effective. The other thought process is the vaccine is effective, but then the virus is mutating, changing its form because, you know, it has been designed by somebody. Uh Again, I don't know the details. Uh-huh. So because it is changing the form and shape, it is mutating, the original vaccine is not effective anymore. And, and the third is, you know, maybe, um, maybe there are other lifestyle factors that are causing the immunity to weaken, even though the vaccine is boosting the immunity uh-huh. in the short term. In the long term, the body's immunity is downregulated. The body is losing its immunity because of, you know, maybe sugar, maybe alcohol, uh, maybe less time outside, you know, things that we talked like a few minutes ago. 
So I would I would encourage um, you know your audience to uh, to really work on lifestyle to be to live a happy and a healthy lifestyle. Stay out of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, spend time in the sun. You know, uh, take the vitamins just like before, and and really really have a positive attitude towards this situation. It's hard it's hard for me to say because you know I'm I'm not there in their shoes. Right. You know, I'm um, I'm not a regular person. I have the medical background, but but at the same time, you know, what else are they going to do? Um, one of the things that um, you know, I think you can boost your immunity. But you mentioned earlier, you know, finding something that makes you happy, something that brings joy into your life. So if you love to garden, you know, maybe that this is a good time to be outside. The humidity is low here in Florida, so people can garden and maybe that is going to um, kind of restore that root chakra because a lot of people are running around and they, their, their chakras within their body are not particularly stable because of all of the other issues that are going on in their life. So it's a reconnection to mother earth, if you will, Um, you know, go hug a tree, go walk, you know, barefoot on the beach, uh, walk barefoot in the grass, as long as there's not fire ants, you know, in your area. Um, But there's a number of things that can just restore vitality because your affect, your happiness is increased. And when that happens, we are basically vibrational frequencies in a human form, you know, but each one of our organs, our skin, everything vibrates. It's just, you'd have to watch it under a microscope of some sort in order to see that vibration, but it's there. And that's the only thing we are is we're energy. And when we die, the energy still is there, but our physical body is is no longer functioning. So where does the energy go? Well, I think the energy is released probably into the air and into the spirit world, but that doesn't mean that we can't also maybe be in touch with those that have died before us as long as we're open to that and maybe they can guide us a little bit you know and kind of show us okay you know you need to get out of fear-based thinking and you need to get into um, something that restores the vitality in your life i i agree 100 percent. you know as uh, as as we talked before you know the last two years have really um, have really motivated a lot of people, have really pushed a lot of people into the spiritual arena. Mm-hmm. So spirituality is not just for a bunch of monks who are begging on the streets in Himalayas and living off of, uh, you know, uh, donations. Spirituality is for everybody. Right. You know, um, um, you know it's, uh, especially in the West, it has really uh, brought it into uh, prominence, you know, um, they, they really have to tap into their intuition and do what is right for their body, their mind, their soul. What are some things that you're aware of? I mean, I talked about being in nature and meditation, but what are some things that you know has worked, you know, for some of your own patients where they needed to get in touch with that higher power of some sort? I think for me or, and, and even for my clients, you know, participating in group meditation has uh, has has been a big game changer um, and uh, connecting with like-minded souls. Mm-hmm. So um, so if you're you know if you're into natural medicine and vitamins, you know connect with other like-minded people. You know these days connections are hard because you know you're restricted in movement. You're not supposed to go to public gatherings and all of that because of government rules. 
but you can still connect with them through social media and other means. Mm-hmm. And, and bounce off ideas, you know, like a long time ago, um, you know, we used to sit underneath the tree and talk with other people in the villages. That has gone away, but now you have to do it in an electronic fashion in the in the social media. So you know, um, yeah, I would, I would, I would, uh, you know, I would suggest or I would urge your audience to go back to their community roots and start start talking to their neighbors, start talking to their friends, and uh, have have a more authentic conversation with them. Um, you know. So it's almost as though. You know, back, oh, I don't know, probably 50 years ago when people lived in smaller communities and they knew their neighbors and they would be on the front porch after dinner talking or, you know, on the weekends, they would be there too. I remember when um, the book, uh, It Takes a Village, was written. And uh, I, I thought at the time, I love the title because it does take a village to support each other. And we had that you know, 50 years, 100 years ago here in the United States, we still had that small community, I'm here for you type thinking. And we've all, not only because of COVID, but I think because of electronics, we've become very socially isolated. And so we know our phones, we know our computers better than we know the people that we live with. That is true. And that's sad in in a lot of ways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's very sad. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. So, so really, you know, um, and at a higher level, you know, people have to find a true purpose for their life and really live that purpose rather than mm-hmm. going to their nine to five job and, you know, clocking in and clocking out, getting a paycheck and being happy. I think they have to really find their true purpose. And, and COVID really brought that to light. That, right. you know, like the, the existential nature of this body, this body is just a body. It really doesn't represent who I am. You know, it, what represents who I am is my is my energy, my uh, like my chakras, my you know my spirit. So you know, my spirit is not the same as the body. The body is just a uh, it's just a vehicle to execute what I need to execute in this world. Right, right. I remember a little boy that I was talking to maybe six months ago, and you know, he was concerned about. Uh, his grandparents, I, I think they were not healthy. And I don't think it was COVID related. I just think that they weren't healthy. And, you know, he had heard, you know, some of the family members saying, well, you know, they might not make it. And so he didn't know what death was all about. And so I was explaining to him that because he understood virtual reality, because he's gone to Universal and he's gone, you know, he's played games where he's had the helmet on and, you know, it's, it's all virtual. And I said, you know, I said, that is a lot like who we are, because we are all of these little energetic cells that are bouncing around, but we have a container and that's our body. Our body is our container. And so if your grandmother or your grandfather were to die, you know, their spirit would still be here. And I think that's the other connection. Native Americans, uh, a lot of indigenous people, they believe in that. They believe that, you know, the spirit is still here. And as long as you say that person's name, then, you know, they are with you. They haven't gone. Um, But I think in our culture, sometimes we think, well, the person's buried and they're at the cemetery. And that's the end of that. You go visit them. 
Yeah. But that's not really the case. You know, they, they can be, and sometimes it's just a matter of asking for assistance and saying, you know, please be with me. And the spirit uh, guides or relatives, you know, can be. But we have to believe that that can happen too. Yeah, I agree with you. So, yeah. And, um, you know, that's where the intuition comes, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we don't have... You know, again, back in like Native American cultures, you would have elders teaching the young. We don't have that much anymore either because grandparents, maybe they live in Florida and the family lives in New York or they live, you know, some other northern state. And so, you know, we haven't been able to visit. We haven't been able to, you know, touch. And I think that's created some real hardship for kids because they don't see that connection anymore. That is true. There's documented research now that kids who are born in the last two years, their IQ is 20 points less than the kids who are born earlier. Part of mm. it is they cannot, they cannot visually communicate because the people are wearing masks and they're also separated from the relatives and other family members. You know, that's true. I would think speech, you know, because um, children mimic you know, mm-hmm. what they hear. And I had not thought about that, but their speech will be impaired because behind a mask, everything is sort of muffled. And mm-hmm. so you're not hearing, you know, like consonants and vowels the same way as if you didn't have a mask on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. I had not even thought about that, but that's that's true. Huh. Well, there's a lot that we need to do in, in order to reconnect Um, I think the other thing that I'm sure you're seeing is with elderly people that have been in hospitals that maybe have been in nursing homes, you know, the lack of contact that they've received from family members, I think you would just give up. Yeah, a lot of deaths are truly not from COVID, but it's because of isolation. Uh You know, uh, I, I don't have proof for that, but but intuitively, that is the reason, you know, like if you if you keep them isolated, they become depressed and they really don't have a purpose to live anymore. Exactly. I mean, like a grandmother, a grandfather, even a great grandparent, if, if it was, you know, the children were all born fairly close together or something. But I mean, their purpose is, you know, to spend time with younger ones, to teach, to give mm-hmm. values, to give some beliefs. And, you know, if they've been isolated in a nursing home where nobody can even visit them, mm-hmm. you know, what, what would be the point of going on? And I think they would give up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and that is sad, you know, so hopefully that will change in the next one year. I certainly hope so. I really do. In your estimation, what do you think Omicron is? Is it just literally a variant of the SARS virus, or is it something that's just slightly different and, and maybe not a mutation of that, but something else? I believe, I believe it's a variant, but so far from what, uh, what we have seen, it's, it's only causing mild illness. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, there, are some, there are some people who are sick who require hospitalization, but we haven't seen as many deaths because of the, of the variant, uh, you know, unlike uh, Delta and other variants. Do so, you think that that could have been, if we had not been uh educated as much you know let's say on covid and on delta and everything else do you think the omicron could have been just considered if there wasn't anything else the flu 
you know, that everybody kind of comes down with the flu. And but it's true. If you, if you don't test, then, you know, symptoms are similar to flu. Yeah, mm-hmm. You would not know. Yeah. You wouldn't even know. And then people did die from the flu, you know, like year, a couple of years ago, we had a lot of people that were still dying from the flu. Now they're dying of COVID uh, mm-hmm. and not the flu, but um, there's some similarities and it does affect the lungs. And certainly people with COPD or asthma are at risk or people that have had lung issues, uh, cancer. Um, and that puts a massive, I don't know, just it's, I, I don't know what I want to say here, but the, the focus, I guess, um, with heart disease, if you have to struggle to breathe, then your heart is getting overloaded for sure, right? Yeah. Yeah. The oxygen levels are real low. Yeah. Yeah. And so then if that's happening, you know, anybody that maybe even wasn't diagnosed with cardiac issues, all of a sudden it can be there. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. I wonder if we will ever have a complete answer to this. What do you think? Uh, I think I think we will. It's just it's going to take a few more years. Um, more more information will lead to more answers. It's just that the powers that be, you know, they they have access to that information and it hasn't been disseminated to the general population. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll eventually know, you know, almost, you know. Uh, just like now, you know, this conversation is much different than the, our previous conversation six months ago. Right. Uh, because we did uh, think that, you know, it was going to be handled over, mm-hmm. done with, you know, yeah, moving on. Yeah. yeah. Another question that I have for you, again, because I'm privileged, I guess, to know people in the healthcare field and what I'm hearing, and I don't know whether this is true on your end, but what I'm hearing is that, um, there are a number of individuals, whether they're dermatologists or whether they're cardiac specialists, but they are seeing some of the complications from the vaccine. You know, like after the second one, they were seeing it. And now with the booster, they're seeing, you know, even an uptick there. And what are your thoughts on that? I mean, like, does it create, if you had a pre-existing or if you didn't have a pre-existing, but maybe it was something that was lying dormant, and then all of a sudden the vaccine caused that particular condition, because the vaccine is only looking at the SARS virus. It's not looking at anything else in your body. It's just there to recognize that virus when it comes in. That's my understanding, correct? That is true. So I'll give you some personal examples of what I noticed. Obviously, this is anecdotal. You know, I cannot give you statistics because I don't have the numbers uh, nationwide mm-hmm. or worldwide in terms of the adverse reactions from the vaccines. Um, I had one uh, one particular client um, who was in her 80s and uh, she had prior heart issues. She had heart failure and so forth. But then after getting the Pfizer vaccine, uh, like both the doses within two months, um, her heart rate dropped to 30. She was becoming dizzy. They had to put a pacemaker. Okay, um, so I had a, um, and this is uh, I had another example. This was not a patient of mine. This was a relative of a close doctor friend of mine. Uh-huh. Uh, their platelet count went down to zero. The normal platelet count in a, in a normal person is between 150k to 450k, and their platelet count went down to zero after getting the Moderna shot. 
So it was really dangerous. So they had to put them in the hospital, give them a platelet transfusion. And, uh, and within three weeks, once the vaccine is out of the system, their platelet count came back again. But, but it was a pretty life-threatening reaction, you know. Yeah. And none of these are documented, you know, because to document them, it takes a lot of uh, paperwork and so forth. Uh, so, uh, so those are my, uh, like some of the examples that I've noticed, uh, but there is, uh, there's more and more research that's going to come out in the next few months to years, documenting all these adverse reactions, you know, they'll even find patterns on different brands of vaccines and what they do for adverse reactions. So we'll have more information in the future. Um, so I don't completely believe that the vaccines are safe at this moment. What about the uh, tablets? I think it's Pfizer that is creating. Yeah, you know the, the tablets, right? Yeah, we have. So will that yeah. be less dangerous? Maybe for people to, if they're going to come down with it. I think those? the. Um, I think if somebody is going to use it, if uh, if they have prescription from their doctor, I would only recommend them to to read the package insert inside the box. Uh, review that with the pharmacist and also have the pharmacist review all the drug interactions because the drug interactions are on other meds. Yeah, if the drug interactions are the ones that are the ones that are going to kill the person rather than the tablet, you know. So, so that's what I would suggest. My experience is next to nothing because you know I haven't prescribed it. It's it's not available to me at this moment to prescribe. So. Um, hopefully in the next few months, we'll have, you know, we'll have more practical experience to guide people. If somebody absolutely, you know, and you and I both know a number of people that don't want the vaccine and they have, you know, religious reasons or uh, whatever their reasons might be, but um, what else could they do in order? I mean, obviously washing your hands, not being in uh, places where there's a lot of people, um, I don't go to the grocery store unless I use, you know, the sanitary wipe on the cart, you know, and on my hands and going in and out. And I try to go when it's not very crowded uh, to, you know, so I'm not exposed to very many people. But if somebody didn't want to take the vaccine, what else could they do? That's a really good question, right? So there are some clients, you know, I have some clients of mine who are not vaccinated and for them, if they're going to Disney or if they're going to travel, uh, what I do is uh, I do um, like a high dose vitamin C IV treatment before the trip and after the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I give them prescription for nebulizer that they can use to clean their airway. You know, when you do a nebulizer treatment, you know, you can push air through the sinuses and through the airway. And, uh, you know, if, uh, if, they're, if they're into natural medicine, they can use essential oils and they can put them into the nebulizer and do the treatment. They can also use turmeric, you know, um, uh, they can use steam, you know, that's steam treatments are very big in India because people are used to those. Steam at a high temperature can kill most of the bacteria and COVID virus. So again, these are not medically recommended, but, you know, those, those are some of the things I would recommend my clients to do to add another layer of protection. How about, um, you know, I know that you can get um, like ivermectin little tablets. I mean, do you (laughs) find that those are pretty good that if if somebody is, um, let's say traveling, you know, if if they take a, a prevention dose, yeah, ivermectin is, uh, you know, it's, it has, in some studies has, has been shown to limit the number of infections. So, 
if they have access to ivermectin, it's hard to get a hold of, you know, but mm. if they have a physician who can write for it, then, you know, they can take it uh, as, as a preventive measure. It can also be used as treatment if they have like early signs of COVID. So uh, the only issue with ivermectin is it's, it's hard to find, like some pharmacies don't carry it and the pharmacies that carry it, they'll have restrictive uh, criteria on whom they're going to give. Mm -hmm. So uh, they're a physician who can write a prescription and they have a pharmacist who can dispense it, you know, that's, that's doable. Right, right. I know that there's, I mean, even the hydroxychloroquine, I guess, that was, uh, you know, touted as uh, an answer not too long into the first wave of COVID, yeah. you know, that yeah. there were people that were using that successfully and shortening yeah. the duration at least of COVID and not having to be hospitalized. So, I mean, I, I think that, oh, maybe, you know, it's just, we have to learn to think outside the box and we have to learn to take personal responsibility as well. Uh, and it can't just always be, yes, this is what was told to do and now I'm gonna go do it. But, you know, do your homework, you know, look intuitively into your own consciousness of what's right for you. Um, you know, eat healthy to the best of your ability um, exercise, be in the sunlight, you know, do be around people that make you happy. You know, there's so many other things that we can add to the mix that will allow people to survive all of this. And, and for your audience, you know, uh, my, my closing thoughts are they have to look at this as an opportunity where they're changing so many health behaviors that yes. they're going to have a really good life for the rest of the life. Once COVID is done in the next few years, they'll if they're able to be so disciplined and if they're changing their lifestyle, then, then they'll have a happy life. I, I agree. I agree. I think it's just important to, to never just let one answer be the answer. There's, there's yeah. always multiple ways to approach any kind of issue. I agree with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, let everybody know how they can find you. And uh, I know that you're going to maybe do a virtual uh, meditation class, but um you know, let them know what else you have to offer. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So you can go to my website, uh, www.intherapeutics.com. Uh, you can also reach me on Facebook. Uh, my Facebook handle is facebook.com slash itherapeutics. Um, you can DM me from there. Um, you know, you can, uh, you can reach me on, on my office phone. It is uh, area code 813-337. 7535. Uh, you can reach me via email. It is uh, Dr. K. It's called drkhealthcare at gmail.com. So, uh, you know, finding a really good doctor who is like-minded sometimes is half of the battle. So uh -huh. I'm always available. I'm, you know, I'm pretty open to natural treatments. You know, I don't judge my clients. I, I have done stuff that are, that are not done by the traditional doctors. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be of service to your audience. Well, I'm sure that they will reach out to you because that's where we're heading is, is people that use a more natural method and an approach to being holistically healthy, not just from a prescription uh, point of view only. And, and I think, you know, we, we got away from that somehow over the last 25 years where prescriptions became the name of the game. And uh, you, as you well know, 
you can end up with 10 side effects from almost every prescription that's out there. And then you get a prescription for that side effect. So all of a sudden you're up on five, 10 medications that you're taking. So it's nice to know that there are other ways to stay healthy. That is true. All right. Well, thank you again for being my guest tonight and uh, well, this afternoon, uh, but uh, for being my guest and we will see you again in um, the spring. Um, I'm looking forward to that show as well. And I will send you away with uh, just uh, thoughts of health and happiness coming your direction as well. Well, same to you, Lucy. I wish uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you and your audience and uh, good luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you. Uh, Thanks so much. Appreciate it. So everybody out there, if if this was a show that was meaningful to you, please share it with your family and friends. Let them listen to Dr. K uh, talk about uh, not just Omicron, but, you know, how we can stay healthy on an emotional and a spiritual level as well as, uh, you know, the physical. So we're all in this together, as they say, and I think we can get well if we really work at it. Thanks again for listening and see you next time. Boomers Forever Young is really making a name for themselves as an exciting nutritional company with products that really work. People from all over the country are starting to take notice. Their whole person approach to health and wellness, combined with their unique array of powerful natural health products, are setting them apart from all the other companies in the nutrition industry. Their customers love the one-on-one free consultations and the results they experience. Sound a little too good to be true? Then go online to boomerboost.com today and sign up for a free consultation with a product specialist or just give us a call at 1-800-861-4609. Again, that's boomerboost.com or call 1-800-861-4609 to join the thousands already experiencing the benefits of Boomers Forever Young products.